Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun. And in the moon. And in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations. With perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, this is Brother Phil here. Uh, We have an awesome guest today. Uh, We have Frank DeMora. Uh, author of the book Last Chronicles of Planet Earth. Uh, you can catch him on YouTube. He has a wonderful YouTube channel. I've been watching him for quite a while. So sit back, relax, and we're going to be getting into Bible prophecy. Um, I, uh, hopefully, uh, we can also get Susan Puzio on the other end. Uh, but um, for my bad, it was bad communication. I put eight eight thirty. Uh, 8 p.m. instead of 8 a.m. But uh, it's a blessing to be here with y'all today. Uh, Jesus Christ is uh, coming back soon. Um, He's coming back to take his church out, and he's coming back to reign judgment on this earth. Um, And we're going to be talking about uh, current events. But right now we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to bring our guests on. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and uh, we're going to get set to rock and roll. We'll be back. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. 
And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Witnesses, I didn't know at the time, but God had 
put this uh, compulsion on me, and no matter where I was during the nine months, when this compulsion came over me, um, I would have to, you know, I couldn't do anything about it except I had to, to fulfill it. And what I'm talking about is if I went into a store and I saw a magazine, uh-huh. and when this compulsion happened, I would get the magazine, bring it home, and I never would read it. If I was, at the time I was a postman, and if I was out on my route and I saw something when this happened, a yeah. newspaper, a journal, an article, whatever it was, uh-huh. I was compelled, I would pay anything for it, I would beg for it, I never stole anything, but I took all this information that I never yeah. read and I was storing it in my drawers. And yeah. I did this for almost uh, 11 months. Wow. And my wife thought I was going crazy because she couldn't <laughs> put any of my clothes away. Yeah. Uh, my dresser drawers were full and uh, she said that... Uh, you know, I needed to see a doctor about this stuff, and I just knew that I couldn't get rid of it. Huh. So at the end of the 11 months, I had a pastor. I'm going to abbreviate the story because it's pretty long, but I just want to get to the heart of it. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of things, a lot of miracles that the Lord did. And uh, so anyway, the my wife, who was adamant uh, about... Uh, you know, checking out the Jehovah's Witnesses. She was a thorn in my side. She never really got on, on board. And yeah. uh, so she asked me to try to, to, to talk to a pastor or a priest or somebody to, yeah. about the, this organization. And that's when I met this pastor who came over to my house. And uh, he, he shared with me of a prophecy from the Jehovah's Witnesses that was released in 1968. And that prophecy was supposed to be fulfilled in 1975. And wow. that was the prophecy that one of probably 40 prophecies that didn't happen. But that particular prophecy was supposed to uh, anoint Jesus Christ as king on earth in 1975, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So to make a long story short, I started to make questions to my elders at the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm abbreviating this, this message here. But they threw me out after uh, three weeks because I wouldn't stop asking questions about these false prophecies that were going out. Wow. So I didn't, I didn't know where to turn, so the only place that I thought of was to go back to the pastor who showed me about these false prophecies, and which I did. So I started to go to his church, and uh, about two weeks into going to his church, um, I was sleeping. I was bed sleeping, having uh, a, a, a dream. And in this dream, Jesus Christ came. Now, I never saw Jesus' face, yeah. but I, I knew this is, this is what was happening. And the Lord came, and he gave me instructions, and he told me, I want you to go to the kitchen or to the, your dresser drawers, take everything out of the dresser drawers. I want you to put it on the kitchen table because I'm coming to you. And I, I woke up, I looked at the clock, and it was 4.30 in the morning, yeah. and I thought that I, I was already awake. I mean, I, that's how real this dream was. Wow. So I'm, just, I'm sitting on the bed, my wife is sound asleep lying next to me, and now I'm awake, and I'm, I'm thinking about what I just dreamt because it was so real, and as I'm thinking about it, I hear a voice in my room, and... He's, this voice now is giving me instructions that I just got from this dream. 
Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, now I'm starting to get kind of freaked out here. I'm shaking because I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I'm hearing a voice in my room. I don't see anybody. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't know what the heck was going on. So I was shaking. And uh, the voice just kept repeating over and over again. And about the seventh time, I, I didn't know what to do, so I did. I just got out of bed, and I, I started to take everything out of the dressing drawer that I had been saving over the last 11 months, going into the kitchen, putting everything under the kitchen table. My, now, the Lord did something to my wife because if I were to roll over, she yeah. would just wake up. But this time, she didn't budge. And wow. so it took me a little while to get all the information that I had stored. And uh, keep in mind, I never read any of this stuff. So yeah. I'm sitting there at the kitchen table shaking, thinking that I'm having a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the voice tells me, gives me a scripture, and he says, oh, look down on the table, and I have given you my fulfillment. So... I'll give you an example because there were so many of them. But in uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, the Lord gives a prophecy about the bones coming back together, standing up, and a huge army will uh, be uh, developed from it. The nation Israel being born again. That's what the prophecy was all about. So yeah. the Lord told me to look down on the table. And you got to understand, at this time, I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. All I knew was I was freaking out. Somebody was talking to me. I thought it was cracking up. So I look down on the kitchen table, and on this huge pile, uh-huh. I see the Life Magazine, 1948, and in the front cover it says, Israel is born in travail and hope. And wow. one of the conclusions that the Lord put on me, that I, now I know what happened, was this article or this magazine that was all the information how Israel became a nation again. Yes. So when I saw that, I, the Lord told me, mark it in your Bible, and I marked it in my Bible, and then he proceeded to go on again. Gave me another scripture, called me, look down at the table, and, you know, this happened maybe five or six different times, seven times, and, all, you know, I went from not understanding, thinking that I was having a nervous breakdown, to understanding that I was having a visitation by the Holy Spirit. Now, I yeah. never saw anybody. All I know is I was, I was there with the Lord. The Lord's Holy Spirit voice was speaking to me. And so from about, I woke up at 4.30, and I figured it took me about 15 minutes to transport everything to the kitchen table. But from, from that time when I sat down listening to the Lord's voice, it took three hours, and or three and a half hours about, and I found out at the end of the three and a half hours, Every single piece of material that I had a compulsion to save was fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And the Lord told me that he was sending me out and that he gave me specific instructions how to start the ministry, what I was supposed to do. Um, and he, he told me essentially what was going to happen. And everything that happened, everything that the Lord laid on my heart at the kitchen table uh, has already it's already occurred, and now we're at the, I'm at the final stage of the ministry, and uh, it just it just shows me that you know we're we're living in a time on borrowed time right now, yeah. and uh, so that's how it started. So I went from thinking that I was nuts when I sat down on the kitchen table, uh-huh. um, into 
it's probably going to be the most joyous, most elacious time in my life yeah. other than the time that I will see Jesus Christ face to face when I enter into heaven. Amen. But the Lord showed me what was going to happen with the ministry. He told me to, one of the things that he told me to make sure was to keep my pride in check. Now, at the time, yeah. I didn't understand why, but I do now. Because the yeah. ministry's exploded, it's gone worldwide, yeah. and uh, the Lord has guided his ministry. Now, one of the things that separates my ministry from just about everybody else's is the fact that when the Lord put me into his ministry, he gave me orders, laid it on my heart. I was never to charge anyone for anything that I was ever to do. And yeah. so for, from 1977 all the way up until today, this ministry has been a free ministry. I give my books out for free when I have enough in print. I give my discs out for free. The book, I put the book on, uh, I have now, uh, because of Amy Carlson, who's been an uh, assistant to me. She's opened my Facebook up for me, The Last Chronicles of Planet Earth. I have yeah. my prophecy site. I do radio shows. And we're expanding into uh, the different nations, and God is blessing ministry. And yes. we give freely to the Lord. Yes. So yes. in 1970, the, the beginning of my show, of my, my uh, prophecy ministry, was the Lord wanted me to put this slide presentation together, and I had no idea how to do it. And there's a long story how the Lord physically moved people and brought them to me, professionals, to uh, help me put this together. So from 1977 to 1993, I was doing the, my ministry via a uh, multimedia slide presentation. And in 1993, the Lord told me to stop what I was doing, and he told me that I was to write one book. And uh, he w I was to use the original the, uh, the original script that I had put together for my multimedia slide presentation as the basis for the book, and the Lord ensured me that he was going to go before me just like he did the first time, and at that time the ministry would explode, and that's exactly what's happened. The last Chronicles of Planet Earth is, is just literally going through the nation. People are coming out of the woodworks just in the last month translating yeah. into different languages for me, and it's been a total blessing. Well, praise God. So, <laughs> That's, wow, God, that is a blessing. Yeah. Because I've been, I've, been, I've been checking you out for a while. So, <laughs> so I know you, you, you're probably one of the first people that kind of uh, have the same uh, uh, Bible prophecy um, thoughts as I do. Um, speaking of Bible prophecy, let's get into that um, right now. What 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 is on your radar? Uh, what's 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 uh, uh, if you go to if you go to my prophecy site, Phil, the the uh, uh, a week ago, the Lord, the Lord, uh, you know, I, how can I say this? Um, when the Lord speaks to me, I listen and I have to act on it. And yeah. last week, the Lord told me like he did two days before the huge earthquake that hit China or uh, Japan last year. Two days, when you go into my prophecy site, uh, BibleProphecyMan.com, last year the Lord spoke my heart a day before 
the, uh, there was a, a, Japan had an earthquake at 7.8. Uh-huh. And uh, the day before, the Lord told me to put up a red flag and to warn the people that there's going to be a huge earthquake that's going to happen. The Lord didn't tell me where it was going to be, but I I had some articles that the Lord gave to me, and I had a direction of why it was going to happen. And uh, it was because the Japan had given, I think it was 60 or 50 to $60 million to the Palestinian organization to help them become an independent state and divide up Israel. When I heard that, I saw that the Lord revealed the scripture that you know, talks about in uh, Jer- the, uh, Joel chapter 3, that anybody who divides up my people, I'm going to destroy them. Yeah. And so I wrote on my prophecy site, I put up the red flag as instructed by the Lord, and I said, just watch the news, you're going to see massive earthquake. And the next day, Japan had the first earthquake, which was a 7.8 earthquake. Now, when that earthquake ha- happened, my prophecy site went through the roof. The people wanted to know how I knew this. And all I can explain to them is, this is what the Lord had revealed to me. I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. And then next day, the Lord again spoke to my heart and said, it's not over. Tell them that it's not over, that more are coming. And then the next day, Japan had the 8.9 earthquake with subsequent uh, tsunami that devastated yeah. both, you know, a large part of Japan. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it really, not only did it blow the people away, let me tell you, it blew me away as well. And I saw <laughs> what was going on, and I saw that tsunami, uh, you know, going through. I thought, when I turned the news on, I thought that this was a science fiction movie that I was watching, but it was reality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that my prophecy site went through the roof the day before, but when that happened, it was like people wanted to know more about me, why, you know, how did I know these things. Now, yeah. I want to tell everybody up front, I don't consider myself a prophet. All I do is maybe a word of knowledge that the Lord does to me. All I'm doing is telling the people exactly what the prophets already told us, what Jesus warned us. Yeah. Now, last the Lord spoke to me again, and he told me, and you'll, you'll see it when you go to my prophecy site. Um, I put the red flag up like the Lord instructed me. He was laying it on my heart. And he, again, he says, warn them, you're going to see many strong earthquakes. And the day after I put that up, Iran had two earthquakes, 6.4, and I think it was 6.7. And the following day, there was other earthquakes. And there's been a major earthquake almost every single day. I know, uh, right. And then up until yesterday. Now, yesterday, when I gave, I put up a YouTube video, I mm-hmm. told the people, the Lord, usually when I take the, the, the uh, red flag down, it's like an all clear. But the Lord yeah. revealed to me that to keep it up. And yeah. then I just got verification that there was a, another earthquake, a 7.9 earthquake that just hit. Wow. So, I mean, it's these things happen, and uh, so when when you're dealing with with prophecy, uh, all I can say is I am, you know, I, my whole life is spent with Jesus. Uh, you know, the meditators by the Jesus surrounding me, and I'm just communicating with the Lord, praying to the Lord, fellowshipping with other believers, and connecting the Lord as much as I can be 
because yeah. I know that the Lord is using the the, uh, the book now to draw people to themselves because the book is 411 pages. It's eight and a half by 11. Yeah. And it is filled with all the information that the Lord has given me for the past 36 years to prove mm-hmm. that everything he said was going to happen is in the process or already been fulfilled. Yes, sir. And, yeah, so we're in, you know, we're in major, major signs right now, and we're definitely the generation that the Lord has chosen. Now, one thing that I do want to point out, I don't want to predict this, because a lot of people don't know about this, and this is really important. When you're talking about prophecy, and you do a a study of the Jewish traditions and the Jewish lifestyle, Yes. You're talking about the biblical holidays. And when Jesus Christ came the first time, please get this. If anybody's listening to this, listen to what I'm about to tell you. The first coming of Jesus Christ, there were four spring holidays, Jewish holidays. The first one was Passover. And on Jesus' first coming on Passover, that is the very day that Jesus Christ died on now, the, the next spring holiday was the unleavened bread, and that was the burial on the very day that Jesus was buried. Yes. Now, the first fruit and the third holiday was the, the day that Jesus Christ resurrected from the ground. He was in the grave. He resurrected. Uh-huh. And then 50 days later, to the very day, the Holy Spirit descended on his apostles, those that were in the upper room, and you had the fulfillment on the very day. So the first spring festivals, those Jewish holidays, Jesus literally to the very day fulfilled those holidays. Yeah. And though we have three fall holidays that haven't been fulfilled yet. Yeah. They are the Feast of Trumpets, which is known as Washington. We have the Day of Atonement, and then we have Tabernacles, of which, you know, at that point, the Lord will be residing with us. Yeah. Now, the next one on the list is the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah. And yeah. I, personally, I believe that because the Lord had showed us that he fulfilled on the very days of those Jewish holidays, that it is more than likely that the Feast of Trumpets, which is the, the rapture of the church, will take place in September. Now, I'm not saying, this is what I'm saying, I'm not saying I know that it will be this September or next September or the subsequent. All I know is I believe that when it happens, it will be on the Feast of Trumpets. So don't let anybody say that Frank Moore is telling you the exact day or the hour because I don't know. As a matter of fact, when you do a study about this feast, the Feast of Trumpets, this is the only feast, by the way, that is allotted a 48-hour period of time to consider it as one day. And the reason why is because this festival cannot start until they have the sighting of the new moon. Mm-hmm. And so when nobody knows the day or the hour, this would be the only festival where that phrase or that uh, um, statement by Jesus could be applicable to because... Obviously, they couldn't start it. What day it was, whether it be this year, I believe it's on the 16th and the 17th. But they, they, they couldn't tell you exactly when it was going to start because they haven't seen the moon yet. 
So yeah. I really believe that when it comes around September, I just tell people, look, let's be heightened, have a heightened alert about what the Lord did in the past and what he may be doing in the future, and we're in the September now, and we're only two weeks away from the trumpet. Now, I don't yeah. know if going to get raptured. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, all I know is when the Lord told us in Matthew chapter 24, when, when the Lord gave us specific instructions about our generation, we put all these things together. Let me read it for you, your viewers, it says this in Matthew chapter 24, verse 33 and on. It says, so likewise, when you shall speak all these things, know that it is here at a, even at the door, right? Now, here's the key to it. It says all of these things. Then he goes on to say, verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Yeah. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day in the hour, no man knoweth, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Mm-hmm. So here you go again with the Feast of Trumpets. We don't know what, you know, how it's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen because of the new moon. That hasn't been uh, given to us yet. But then yep. it goes on to say this. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For when the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. And so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And our generation is the only generation who has seen all of these things taking place at one single generation. That is the Revelation chapter 9, verse 21, where the Lord shows us that our generation would be known as the drug generation. That word is pharmakeia, the drugs, and it's used in the, uh, in the Old Testament, it's used cantations and spells. In Daniel chapter 12, 4, the Lord revealed to us that our generation would be known as the increase in knowledge generation, and those people would be traveling back and forth. And everybody knows with the invention of the computer. You can ask any scientist this. We have gained more knowledge in the last 55 years than all of the generations combined all the way up to Adam and Eve in one single generation because I believe the birth of the computers and we're excelling exponentially uh, even faster now than we were before. We have the supercomputers. In my book in Chapter 3, I give you so much information about this generation uh, that alone would, would blow people away. Wow. So, yeah. We're yeah. on the cusp of seeing Jesus Christ come back. We're in the church age. We're right at the edge of going into the tribulation. Amen. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, the birth pains. Um, when I when I uh, had my first uh, kid, biological kid, um, he... Uh, my wife went to the hospital, you know, her, after her water broke, and um, the contractions were getting closer. So I remember the doctor, you know, would be talking to my wife, and, and I'm sitting there next to my wife holding her hand, and her contractions after a while get even closer and even closer to a point where they're happening uh, much closer um, until her, she dilated and then she had the baby. 
Um, the things that I see on the world scale is a lot different. I've been studying Bible prophecy for 17 years off and on, not like you consistently, but off and on. And, um, but I've been studying it. I know it pretty well enough to know that this year is quite different from all the other years. It seems like to me that the either she's going to have to go to the, you know, the, giving birth to the Messiah, either it's going to have to, the second coming is either going to have to wait until next year and the lady's going to have to go back home after all that pain, or she's going to have the baby. I mean, I've never seen it like this before. Everything's on the forefront. Everything's hot. It's like everything's good. like even the stock markets and the you know the economy of right. course and right. and World War Three and earthquakes happening like there's swarms of earthquakes everywhere now. I mean it's not just like you know one here and one there like it used to be 15 years ago or 10 years ago even five years. I mean they they they're off the map. I mean it, it's things, brother. Looks like it's it's about to happen. Uh, what do you think about what do you connect Rosh Hashanah with the birth thing? I mean, I don't well, know. You know, let's put it this way. Well, first of all, when you're talking about the birth pains, uh, for those of you who may be new to prophecy, he, he's talking about Mark 13 8, where the Lord talks about these uh, these birth pains. He, he gave us a warning that this is how the end would happen. And there is no doubt that, when you, especially when you read all the documentation in my book, I will give you timelines for every chapter. Uh, and each chapter, I'll give you, I'll show you what's been happening over the years. Uh, for example, the, the chapter three, the uh, generation of knowledge. I'll show you where we have gone from, uh, from the Wright brothers, and you know where we are in modern day aircraft. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's so much information, but we are we are going faster and faster and faster. And there's no question in my mind that all of the signs are getting more intense. Not just the earthquakes, but they're all becoming yeah. more intense. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've noticed now for the first time in 36 years of my ministry that. Wherever I go, people are talking. It's become so easy for me to witness to people because all I have to do, if I'm in a grocery store, if I'm standing in a line at the post office, I just listen to what the people are saying, and I can I can say something about Bible prophecy because they're all talking about it. If yeah. you're standing in a line and you're talking about the the science, the scientists just came out about two months ago and said that they upgraded the number of strong uh, tornadoes or strong hurricanes that were going to be coming and why. I just turned to my book, I turned to Luke chapter 21 and I'll show them, this. let me tell you why these things are happening. And mm-hmm. so it becomes a lot easier to witness, but they are getting more intense. And uh, yeah. Yeah. one of the things that is getting more intense, the Middle East. And I, Yesterday in my post and in my videos, I, I did three videos yesterday, Mm-hmm. Of that, uh, I showed the people, and I said, "Look, just keep your eyes on Israel and Iran, because Israel is God's chosen nation that He is going to sanctify His name, and we know that. And He's going to actually show the world how He's going to sanctify His name through Iran, because Iran is mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 38 as one of the primary uh, alliances or allies of the Russian army who were going to invade Israel in that Ezekiel chapter 38 war. Now, I believe that he is going to do this 
because Ahmadinejad from Iran, who is the one who's constantly saying that he is going to wipe Israel off the map, he's going to destroy Israel, he's going to get rid of all the Jews, and essentially what they're doing is saying the same thing that we're seeing in Psalm 83, because Psalm 83 verse 4 talks about them coming together saying that they're going to wipe Israel out, that their name isn't mentioned anymore. So they're doing exactly what the prophecy says. And I believe that soon it will be fulfilled. Now, one of the scenarios that may happen are, is this. Israel has been warning for the last five years. Now, five years ago, I told people, and you can, everything is still on my website. I never take anything down because I'm not ashamed of anything that I write because I'm, all I'm doing is showing the people where the prophecies are, and I know that Jesus is never wrong. So when the Lord tells us that Iran and the Russians are going to be defeated, I know why. It's because Iran, who has come against the nation of Israel, who said they're going to wipe them out, and when they go in to try to, to do this, they are going to get wiped out. So what will happen is if Israel attacks Iran, the nations that border Israel already said that if Israel attacks Iran, that we're going to retaliate. Now, those nations who said this are the identical nations that we see in Psalm 83. And all yeah. of my information is documented in mm -hmm. my book. Yeah. And so what we're seeing is the prelude to the Psalm 83 war. And we're also seeing the, the puzzle come together for the next war, which will be the Ezekiel war that will come after the Psalm 83 war. But you're definitely, Mr. Armstrong, you're right on, man. The birth pangs are more intense. And they're going to continue to get more intense because we're very, very close to the birth. The birth, and that birth is taking the church out of the way, the Lord Jesus Christ coming for us. Let me ask you a question, brother. Um, is there a problem? I mean, you studying the Feast of Trumpets. Um, I think I, I listened to a lot of uh, YouTube videos on that. And I, you know, I've. Um, read a few books on that, not a lot, but a few articles and stuff. But um, it talks about, to, uh, in Joel chapter 2, it talks about blowing a trumpet at the sound of an alarm. Now, could uh, Rosh Hashanah also be a warning to the Jewish people uh, simultaneously as it's a uh, deliverance of the body of Christ? Uh, could the war either Psalms 83 or Gog and Magog or both wars take place in a three-day period or in a small span? No, I, no, I don't believe so. Let me tell you why. Now, when we read Psalm 83, obviously I connect Psalm 83 also with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 where Paul wrote to us, under, obviously under the direction of the Holy Spirit, when they shall call peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them as travail upon a woman with child. So there we go again with the birth pangs. And we, he associates the calling for the peace and safety with these birth pangs or with this woman who's bearing this child. And so we know that sudden destruction, the part that hasn't been fulfilled yet, we know where that's going to come from because Psalm 83 tells us that these nations are going to be coming against Israel uh, to try to, to wipe her off the map. These, this is what I was just talking to you about. Now, those nations that are in Psalm 83, in case you're new to Bible prophecy, we're talking about Jordan, and, of course, the Old Testament name would be Edom and Moab and Am, 
Now, also Lebanon, also Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Syria, and the Palestinians, which are the old uh, Philistines. And so those nations are going to be coming against Israel, thinking that they're going to wipe her out. God will intervene. Mm-hmm. Now, in that attack, we know that it'll, no doubt will come when they're calling for peace and safety. The peace process has broken down. It hasn't gone anywhere for the last three and a half years. I put some information about that yesterday again. And so when that battle happens, right now, I just came back from Israel not long ago, and there is a wall that separates the Palestinians from the Israelis. It's 320 miles long. It's 20 foot high. And it's standing there for everybody to see. As a matter of fact, when you download my book, you'll see the pictures of it that I took on both sides. And uh, so that wall is standing. You'll see the bars, the gates, and you'll see the huge wall that are there right now protecting Israelis. Now, what we know from the next war, the Ezekiel War, when you read that uh, prophecy, that war does not take place until... You'll see it, the Jews think that they're living in a time of security when the Lord tells us there are no walls, there are no bars, and there are no gates. So what, what that tells us is that in Psalm 83, when there are the walls, the bars, and the gates, something has to happen to bring those things down. And I believe what will happen is when they go in, those nations that border Israel, Israel will defeat them. That war will happen just as fast, I believe, as the 1967 war and the Yom Kippur War of 1973. And, you know, maybe we should take from history because the Arabs attacked on the, you're talking about the religious holiday in Yom Kippur. And so it won't be the first time that somebody tries to invade Israel or to do harm to Israel during one of their festivals. And I, I think that it's yeah. going to happen again. So yeah. when Israel wins, they're going to incorporate more land. I don't believe that they'll take over all of Syria and all of Jordan and all of Egypt, but they'll expand their borders even more than they had in 1967 in the 1973 war. And when they're living in now, thinking that all their enemies are defeated, no doubt will they take down their walls, or take down the bars and the gates that are keeping the Palestinians and their enemies away from them. Now, I traveled to the border of Syria, the border of Jordan. I mean, I saw those gates, those bars and those fence. I believe they will come down. Israel will think they're living in peace and safety. And then you have the setup for the next war, which None of those nations that are in Psalm 83 are mentioned in the Ezekiel War because they have already been defeated. And now in the Ezekiel War, when Israel is living in security, they think that they're okay. That's the time when that attack happens. Russia will lead it, Iran, Iraq, which is obviously modern-day Persia, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, which is actually Cush of the Old Testament, Sudan is Cush. Libya, you saw what happened in Libya not long ago when Colonel uh-huh. Gaddafi was ousted. They're put of the Old Testament. These are the tribes of the uh, of Noah's generation. How they migrated to different areas: Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, Germany, uh, Turkey, 
and uh, Armenia. All those nations will be coming against Israel at a time when there's no bars, gates, or walls, and Israel thinks that they're in security. Now, the only way that Israel, this tiny nation the size of New Jersey, can win a war like this is if God steps in, because other than that, they would be outnumbered probably 150 to 1, and uh, they would be crushed. And so we read in Ezekiel chapter 38, God set this particular day, this particular day to sanctify his name through the nation of Israel to demonstrate to the world, you can't mess with my people because you're messing with me. And at that time, you're going to see all of these nations who have been calling for the destruction of Israel, they will be destroyed. And the prophecy in Joel chapter 3, verse 3, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, and Zechariah 12, 3, 12, 4 will be fulfilled where we see in those prophecies that uh, anybody that burdens themselves over Jerusalem or Israel will be destroyed. Now, we do know from the prophecy also in Zechariah 12, 3, that everyone, all of the nations are going to turn against Israel in the last days. This includes, by the way, the United States of America. And a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's exactly what the Lord said. And when you go, and I'm making a post right now that shows you the Democratic National Convention. And in the Democratic National Convention, and over the years I've been warning the people, probably four or five years now, saying, look it, I want you to, I want you to know what's going to happen with the United States and their position with Israel because Israel is going to be abandoned by the United States. I know that you might think that this is never going to happen, but it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. since Barack Hussein Obama took over, he has violated the... Uh, the the relationship that the United States has had with Israel from every president up until this this present president. Mm-hmm. Now, in the national convention, which really sickened me when I was watching it last night, and the reason why it gets, it sickens me is because you see the marks of Satan everywhere. And let me oh, yeah. I don't just say this stuff lightly. I'm telling uh-huh. you that. The scriptures are very emphatic about what's going to happen to a nation who does these things to Israel. And we know from Ephesians, for example, 6.12, that we're wrestling not against the flesh and the blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers and darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in, in heavenly places. Paul made it clear that we were going to be in a spiritual warfare, and the closer we get to the day or those birth pains, the worse it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And so we know from Genesis, as I said, 12:3, that anybody that blesses Israel will be blessed. Anybody that cursed Israel will be cursed. And why is the United States, why did they fall under this curse? Well, obviously, if you know Joel chapter 3, verse 2, and for the new people, let me read it. It says, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat is the valley of destruction, by the way. Mm-hmm. And will plead with them for, for my people and for my inheritance, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and departed by man. Since Barack Obama became president, he has been working fervently to separate and divide the nation of Israel and to give East Jerusalem back to the Palestinians. And because he did this, the nation of the United States has fallen under God's curse. Mm-hmm. 
You know, in Zechariah 12.3, if you don't know prophecy, it says this, And in the day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. That has come to pass. The peace process fell apart because of the city of Jerusalem, ownership of the city of Jerusalem. And that prophecy goes on to say that all that burden themselves shall be cut into pieces. And the United States is continuously, continuously doing this. They're burdening themselves over Jerusalem and the Jews yeah. and how much land they own. And then yeah. in the last part of this verse, it says that all the people of the earth will be gathered against it. So that includes everybody, including the United States. And that's why I've been showing why the United States, at the current administration, they are not, they don't have anything to do with God. They're doing the exact opposite of what the Bible says that they should be doing in relation to the nation Israel. Now, in the 2008 platform of the Democratic National Committee, they had, uh, let, let me just read this if I can, because I think this will blow you away. And it has to do with Israel. It says this, and I quote, we need a government that stands up for whole value, interest, and in working people and gives everyone willing to work hard the chance to make the most of their God-given potential. In 2008, when they were running for the election, they mentioned God. And it goes on to say, and I quote, or I, I finished that quote, but now, now the words in the new platform, God-given, have been removed in the paragraph has been re restructured, and this is how it reads now, under their new platform where they don't mention God at all. Because we, we gather to uh, reclaim the basic bargain that built the largest middle class and the most pre uh, prestigious nation on earth, the simple principle that in America, hard work should pay off, responsibility should be rewarded, and each one of us should be able to go as far as our talent can drive us. They completely wow. changed the context and left out God. Wow. Now, I'm going to play something for you because they were questioned on the, on the Democratic floor, how could you leave out Jerusalem? which they also did. Not only did they leave out any mention of God, but they took out Jerusalem. Now, I'm going to, I hope you let me know if you can hear this. I'm going to play this because they're talking to Senator Chuck uh, Schumer, who is a Democrat of, in New York, about this uh, issue. Listen to this. Turn it up. Now listen to what he said because he's talking about he's giving you excuses here of how they you know their platform all we we know it we know it, but now listen to what he says because this really gives the heart of the matter. Is there a way you can turn it up? Put it closer to the mic.
He doesn't even know what the position is. He said, if you go, now when you go, you'll be able to listen to this very, very clearly when you go to my prophecy site. But what he's saying here is he doesn't know the, the Democratic Party position. He says it's the president's position. And here's another one. I hope that you can hear this. There you go. They're following the Obama policy. In other words, the people who are sitting in that national convention for the Democrats, they don't have a clue what, what is going on. They don't have a clue that the, the, who's presiding over the proceedings of this is not Barack Obama. It is an angel that has been assigned to this party that has authorized abortion, authorized a new lifestyle of gay homosexuality, of transgender. Uh, I mean, all of the things that the Lord told us to step away from, the world. Don't be part of the world. Now, that doesn't, I'm not advocating that we should hate anybody because that's not what the Lord wants because he wants all to come into his kingdom. And we're supposed to love all the people. But what I'm showing you here is the same thing that happened that we saw in the book of Daniel when Daniel was praying and he wanted to know when would the when would God start up dealing with the nation of Israel again? And then we found out when you do that study that there was spiritual warfare and God had to send another angel to break through that war to give Daniel the message. And so we know that there are princes of darkness that are hovering over this land, just like you'll see in, in Iran hovering over the leadership of Hayatollah Khomeini and uh, Muhammad Ahmadinejad, who are promising to destroy the nation of Israel. And in this country, under President Barack Hussein Obama, who has done everything and is showing us what his real fruits are, is against the word of the Lord. As a matter of fact, when he first started to go out to speak, he apologized to the world. You probably remember this and said, we are not a Christian nation. Who gave this one person the right to tell the world that we're not a Christian nation? Why would he cover up the crosses and cover up all the signs of Jesus Christ when he goes out to do all his speeches? Yeah. I mean, he is doing the work of Satan. And oh, yeah. either he knows about it or he doesn't know about it. And so we're praying for this president that God will do something that he will open up his eyes or turn him or to get rid of this man and to install somebody that has our God-given value. Yeah. And so we're, we're definitely in, we're, we're in the wrong pattern. Now, let me play one other segment for you to show you. If you know Revelation chapter 13, this is where the Lord tells us about this Antichrist coming and marking everybody in the right hand or in the forehead. 
And we know that when you do the study of Revelation chapter 13, Jesus is showing us that this man will have complete control of the world economy. And unless you have this Antichrist, Mark, you're not going to be able to buy anything or sell anything. So this is how he's going to control. It's the world government controlled by the Antichrist. Now, there is a video out by the DNC, and I want to play this for you. I hope that you'll be able to hear it. And if you can't, just go to my website. Yeah, put it on. It's up as as loud as I can get it, so let me know if you can hear this. Okay. Now, did you hear that? We can use government. We can't hardly hear it. Government is the only thing that we all belong to. All right? This is what the Antichrist is going to say. Listen. So what they're advocating is that we're all together under government. And essentially you've got the makings of Revelation chapter 13 because that's what's going to happen. And this is happening under a time where just yesterday the the debt for the United States, which is part of the curse, won over $16 trillion. And if you want to see nation continue to go in the wrong direction, all I can say is when you pull that lever for Barack Hussein Obama, keep in mind of what Jesus and what God has shown us in his word, because when you pull the lever and you pull against what God has ordained in his word, you're actually pulling the lever for Satan, and God sees what you're doing. And I'm not afraid to tell people that, because you're standing on the word of the Lord, and anybody who tries to change the word of the Lord is working in the, in the enemy's camp. And the Lord told us, anybody that is not with me is against me, and he that is not gathered with me will scatter. And I don't want that to happen to any person. Amen. So I'm hoping that what I'm doing in my ministry will open the eyes, people will see what's happening, and they will come to the Lord. And believe me, that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can see I'm pretty adamant about what is yeah. going on. This is, <laughs> what I'm telling you is only the tip of the iceberg. There are, are so much, so much evidence to show the people that look at we're already there. I mean, yeah. how did, just think about this. I, I carry a coin around with me that has a woman writing on the beast, and it's a euro coin, a Greek euro coin. You'll uh-huh. see it in my book in chapter one. Yeah. And the Lord in Revelation, in chapter 17, talks about, shows John the picture of a woman riding on this beast. And yeah. John was told the woman was. It's the false church. In which it's leg of the old Roman Empire. They installed the coin. They installed their currency. And it's a woman riding a beast, exactly what we see in Revelation chapter 17. And since they did this in the year 2000, they've made this image, a woman riding a beast, their national symbol. This was told to us 2,000 years before it actually happened. And it's happened at the same time when all of these things are taking place right now. So, yeah, you know, yeah. 
I'm sorry about that. I have my microphone off. No, it's okay. You, you just listen to what the Lord is saying. As a matter of fact, in, uh, in Daniel chapter 2, it talks about the nations not being able to hold together. They're gonna, they won't cleave together like uh, iron and clay. And it says they're gonna, they, they will not adhere themselves together. But when you take a look at the western leg of the old Roman Empire, which is the European Union, they're, they're ready to divide. They're talking about splitting and divorce in the South because of budgetary problems. And they can't get together. They're, they're striving to put this thing together, but it looks like they're going to fall apart. And this is what Daniel showed up. Yeah. And so we believe, and I, I could tell you this, before it's all over, there's going to be ten kings who will give all their power over to the Antichrist, and I don't believe that we're that far away from seeing can, that happen. Can I, can I ask you a question? Um, sure. What what's everybody thinks it's the just European Union? I don't understand. I mean, I don't own the Bible. I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, so I'm, I could be wrong. But I don't understand how everybody get that concept when, if you look at Daniel chapter two, uh, all of those empires from uh, Babylon to Media Persia to Greece to the um, old Rome to the new Rome, um, they those are all the empires that were taken over by the next empire. So how in the world do they just say it's Europe when Eastern uh, empire is also there and the two legs? Well, yeah, when you go to my book and you'll read in Chapter 2, I explain this because there's two legs of the old Roman Empire. There was the western leg that we, we see the European Union, and there was also the eastern leg, which are yeah. made up by the Islamic nations. Yeah. Now, there is a possibility of right now, there's 10 Islamic nations that are joined together, and uh, the Ahmadinejad was very influential. He just turned the presidency, by the way, over to Turkey, which is one of those nations that are in there. So what's very interesting about this is I point to both the western leg and the eastern leg because we need to watch both to see what happens. Well, how about- we do know, we do know, for example, just if you could picture this, picture there are let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven mountains. Yeah. The first mountain would be Egypt. The second mountain would be Syria or Syria of the Old Testament. Then you had Babylon, which would be three. The Medo-Persian Empire would be four. These are all Islamic, by the way. Yeah. And then the Greece Empire, that empire was, was divided into four. After yeah. Alexander the Great died, he there was divided into four. So then you had the Roman Empire, which would have been the sixth. Then you have the, the Turkish Ottoman Empire that stepped in after the Roman Empire. So when you count the number of horns, you would have Egypt 1, Assyria 2, Babylon 3, the Medo-Persian 4. You would have 5, 6, 7, 8 because of the split up of the Grecian Perth, the uh, Grecian Empire. You would have 9 for Rome and then 10 for the, uh, the Ottoman Empire. So you have 10 horns. And what I'm telling the people is because there's reference of the king the Antichrist being referred to as the king of Babylon, that there's a possibility that this man will be uh, Islamic in nature yeah. and come from an Islamic country. Now, 
we do know that there are, within the European Union, that there's a possibility that some of these nations may cross over. Turkey has been trying to get into the European Union for some time, and there is a possibility that the man could arise and actually be part of the Western side, even though he is Islamic and comes yeah. and rises from that. So I don't yeah. know for sure how the Lord is going to do this. This is why I put both of those in my books so that people will understand what to look for. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about regions rather than countries? For instance, every single uh, country in Europe and every single country in the Middle East can join together and they will have five regions on the first side, on the west, and five regions in the west, in the east. Instead of countries, it will be regions. Yes. And, I, you know, I, I'm considering everything, but... Uh, you, we have to look at, and you'll find this, by the way, you're going to find this information in my book. Phil. Uh, so it's in my book. I talk about 10 different regions coming together, where they are, which ones have already been formed. And, uh, but when I go back into the scriptures and the Lord shows us that it's going to be a revived Roman Empire, when you take different regions outside of the confines of the Roman Empire, now you're getting into sections that were not in the old Roman did, Empire. Did they, did they not have, didn't they have providences? Didn't they have, because I, I remember uh, somebody's telling me they, they, they had, because um, even Israel was in one of the providences. There were providences. There were, there were sort of similar to regions, our modern day regions. Well, Israel was encompassed in the Roman Empire. They, yeah. The Roman Empire took over Israel. But what I'm talking about, for example, some of the people are saying the United States, Canada, and uh, Mexico are going to be one region of the ten regions. Now, none of those nations were in the old Roman Empire. You follow what I'm saying? So, to me, it's like, it's I, although I put it in my book to show the people what is being taught out there and what people are looking for, I want to go back and to stand on the word of the Lord because the Lord told us it would be a revived Roman Empire. Canada, United States, and Mexico were nowhere around well, well, at well, that time. So, do you have to put those in there for right now? Because remember, in, in Revelation chapter 6, the Antichrist comes to conquer and to conquer. So meaning he may not rise the power over the whole world at first. He rises the power of, of, a, of a Mediterranean type of a union. And then he should devour the whole world. So NATO, uh, uh, NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, um, they might not even be part of it yet until he takes over that, you know, until everybody well, says, okay, yeah. we're going to give I you our... Understand, but let's look, let's look at what the Lord tells us. Yeah. How does this man, how does this man come out on the scene? He doesn't come out conquering in, in the beginning. He comes out riding on this white horse like he's a savior with peace. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. By, it, because he says that by peace he destroy many. So yeah. when he first comes, he's going to look like a you know the grand. He's going to look like the Messiah, and then his colors are going to change. And then you, of course, at this time now you stepped into the tribulation. You're into the seven year period because when the Antichrist comes up, shows up as a man of peace, and then all of a sudden starts to go out and make war against anybody that comes against them. Now you're yeah. into the tribulation. So yeah, yeah, I see what yeah. you said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> well, you have a lot of um, uh, 
knowledge on this stuff. I mean, you probably can go for another two hours. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, you. I give I give I give seminars that last fourteen weeks, so I yeah. I got so much information in the yes sir yes sir. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Um, I would love to have you again if that's okay. Um, could you give the your information out where they can um, get in touch with you? And see your, yeah, uh, it is uh, anybody that I have, uh, just go to my prophecy site. It should be really easy to get there. It's BibleProphecyMan.com. And once you're there, you'll have a link to my book. You can download it today for free. Uh, you'll have a link to my Facebook account, uh, and you'll see all the partners that joined with me. Uh, they're in China. They're in, of course, in China. The names of the people in China we had to keep private because they're printing my book underground and distributing in China. We can't tell who they are, otherwise they'll get arrested. But we have people in Africa and Haiti, and and uh, and you'll see all the translations. So there's all kinds of information. But if you go to my website, BibleProphecies.com. You'll see all my YouTube videos that are going to make the YouTube. I'll put them at my prophecy site, combining with all the news, and uh, that's the best way to, to, to find out about what this ministry is all about. The note, it's a free ministry. You'll never get a, a note from me asking you to send me any kind of money. I leave that all up to the Lord to do. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. And as time goes on, uh, we go into this thing of. Um, I'd love to have you on um, talk talk about what's going on. But God bless you, man. Thank you. I, I pray for your ministry, and I pray for you, brother. Thank you very much. You take care. Bye-bye. Right. That's Frank DeMora, uh, author of the book, Last Chronicles of Planet Earth. Uh, we got Susan Puzio. Um She's already on. She just didn't know she was already on. I'm going to take a quick break. And then uh, we're going to come back with Susan. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone. 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate. Russia. China. Syria. And more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Before I bring my um, guest on, um, we have a, a program we're going to be starting. It's actually, it's about three or four years old, but uh, it's called the Common Salvation uh, Radio Program. And I'm going to be talking about 
um, Bible prophecy. Uh, actually, no, my bad. <laughs> Not Bible prophecy. I'm going to be talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to be set free from bondages. Um, remember that uh, Jesus uh, parted the Red Sea, uh, and he also brought um, judgment upon the whole world. Uh, and God has done many miracles. If you see Jesus uh, heal the sick, um, heal the blind, um, cured leprosy, raise the dead, he's the same one that can help you uh, be free of bondages uh, that easily slow you down. Um, you have to believe that. You have to believe who the sun says free is free indeed. Uh, I know alcohol and, and drug, uh, sex addiction and all that things ran rabbit in my life until God, Jesus freed me. Um, and remember, you want to, you have to be, a slave has to want to leave. <laughs> a slave can't want to just stay where, you know, unless you're a house slave. Um, and I, I don't knock house slaves because back then they had it good. But these days, a house slave don't work in the kingdom of God because uh, you got to want to get set free completely and not dance with the devil. So um, I'm going to start a Facebook page. And uh, also, we've been blessed with the, um, with the prophecies on Facebook page, man. It's just a blessing uh, to see how uh, many people we're reaching. And even even in Facebook, they have the word. They have that extra word when you're looking at the graphics and you're looking at the statistics. They actually have how many people you reached. So I like that word, reached. Uh, and and it, it's a blessing. But anyway, Susan. Hey, Phil. How you doing? Finally, we finally hooked up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I kept. Uh, I I didn't know I was going to get Frank Demora um, to come on. And we were talking on the phone, and, it, and first we were talking about 5 o'clock, and then he said that won't be good. So uh, we kind of bagged it off to the morning time. And I was like, man, I hope I can get Susan. <laughs> oh, yeah, this this is a good time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is um also a, a excellent time for my kids to be settled down a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually upstairs not killing each other. Oh, um, that's nice. And they have a weird relationship. I don't. I don't yeah, well, it, it kind of sounds like uh, every family. Yeah, they love each other and beat each other up. That's yeah. <laughs> and then uh, later on, as they get older, you'll be dealing with the saved and the unsaved, and then you really mm-hmm. have you'll really have some yes. conflicts on your hands. Yes, yes, yes. So, what's been going on in your in in in, in your side of the woods? <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, it, it it's been interesting. Uh, of course, we thank God for Black Blog Talk Radio giving us a voice out there. Yeah. And uh, you just you never know who's listening to you. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, so we thank God for this opportunity, but of course we're we're doing uh, some very interesting programs. Um, we had a good program with Christine Wick the other day on six 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 and uh, the war in Syria. Um, and uh, I received a book today. Uh, been looking over a book by a lady. 
who uh, claims to be a Christian anyway, but actually is on so-called Christian television, who claims that the lake of fire is a place of purification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. And that actually the beast is a state of mind. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So I, I wonder how, if 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 the people that program um, the Christian or the so-called, I don't call them Christian really because I don't see much Christianity on any of them, yeah. uh, any true Christianity anyway. I see a lot of uh, selling of the gospel, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's amazing to me that they allow these people to have a voice and they give them credibility by putting them on television on a network that's supposed to be Christian but they never really find out what these people really believe and so the devil is very subtle and how he entices people and how he deceives people so they might appear to be Christians, and then people start following them and ordering their books and tapes. And uh, before you know it, they're indoctrinated into the same foolishness. Uh, of course, you don't hear her talking about these things on television. Yeah. There are certain things that they'll talk about, and then there are certain things that they don't talk about. Uh, there's many, many people uh, that are universalists uh, who believe there is no hell on uh, on some of these channels. Yeah. And yeah. it's very, very dangerous. It's a very dangerous uh, doctrine because then why do we ever need to evangelize? We wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, you know, why would you need to live a holy life um, if... Uh, you don't think there's a hell, any consequences, or, you know, you just... Exactly. Wow. Exactly, yeah. but it's... Uh, I just started to uh, read this book this morning, and uh, I'm only about halfway finished. I mean, I kind of gleaned it. I didn't... <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I was really shocked. Uh, <laughs> but I had known that this person was a universalist, and... uh, uh but they're very good at trying to, uh, or they try to hide who they are. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say that the majority of the people on TBN are universalists. Well, is that, <laughs> I mean, to me it seems like, I don't, I say I haven't studied the difference between Catholics and universalists, <laughs> but it seems like to me a lot of those guys, like Jack Van Empey, I like I like Jack Benepi, but uh, it seems like a lot of some of these guys are, are are hiding, you know, who they really are. They do hide who they are because they're plants. But I believe that most of them are plants. It's like um, 
there was a man named Alberto Rivera years ago. Uh, many people brushed him off, but I think some of the things he said was were very interesting because he was a Jesuit priest. Yeah. And uh, he was on the inside, uh, I guess it might have been during the 60s or the 70s, I can't exactly remember when, but he claims in his book that, and you can look at some of his material if you go to uh, chick.com, C-H-I-C-K, and that's Jack Chick. Yeah. But he claimed, uh, Alberto Rivera claimed that the Catholic Church was training people to go into uh, churches, especially Pentecostal evangelical churches, to go in there and to do anything, uh, to send women in there to tempt the pastor, to uh, bring people in with uh, strange doctrines, uh, to infiltrate uh Christian television stations, which we've seen. We see Catholics have, that have programs on TVN. Now we see Paul Crouch wearing uh, a Catholic priest collar. And uh, they have done a very good job with deceiving people. Because it's hard to get people today to really make a judgment between right and wrong. Yeah. They don't, oh, don't judge and and uh, don't ever yeah. try to uh, correct anyone's doctrine. Yeah. Uh, I had a situation of, uh, about a week or so ago, an old friend of mine that I knew back in the 1980s when we were both in the Word of Faith movement, and I had actually, her and her husband pastored a church, and I had actually preached at their church a few times. So, But I haven't seen them or heard from them probably for 20 years. But yeah. anyway, uh, she found me, and she she liked me for about three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> Until she went to my website and my blog talk radio page, and then she was infuriated. <laughs> uh, but I think that you, ha- you have to... Uh, Listen to what we're saying. You have to yeah. listen to it and weigh it with the Word of God, uh-huh. and uh, see if we have any biblical basement uh, basis for making judgments about doctrine, which of course we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Well, they want it to be free game. I mean, they want to be able to say what they want to say, which is almost practically anything. <laughs> yeah, it's practically anything. Yeah, and well, then. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no, you can't have any truth. You can't, uh, because to them, truth is relative. Well, so yeah. what? Yeah. Uh, so what if the preacher uh, is a homosexual? So what if yeah. he is a fornicator? On drugs. Yeah, so what if he's on drugs? And uh, we don't raise up a standard. We have to raise up a standard, uh because we're supposed to be an example to the world of what a Christian is. Yeah. So it's a pretty poor example when uh, Christians are acting like the devil uh-huh. and acting like the world without any repentance, because, of course, anyone can repent and God will forgive them. Yeah. But you don't even see these guys uh, like Eddie Long. Did he ever repent for what he did? No. 
He never publicly repented. Did Noel Jones, this pastor from California who who's single and then had a baby out of wedlock about a year ago um, with a singer, Stacy somebody, did he ever publicly repent? I never heard him repent. I never saw I never saw him step down from being a pastor. He's still on television and still on TBN, and no one's calling these people to task. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really a sad state of affairs. I think it's just it brings a real reproach to the gospel. Well, it also gives other people license to sin if they don't put it in the right perspective. If they don't say that that past is wrong, and according to the word of God, that past is wrong, uh, it, it, it's sort of in the back of people's minds. Now, they might even scald the pastor and say, well, that was wrong. But in the back of their mind, they, they're saying to themselves, because we like to free ourselves and you know give excuse for ourselves. So they say, well, well since that pastor's doing it, I can just go ahead and do this. Well, sure. Sure yeah. they do. Sure they do. I mean, there must be some kind of a baby-making factory over there. Yeah. Because yeah. there's uh, there's no restraints. Uh, there's nothing that's coming from the head there that shows people, okay, look, this is not the way to live your life. Uh, I need to sit down for a while and get my own life in order before I try to lead you over here. Yeah, yeah. And we don't even see that. Yeah, we don't. And am I pleasing to the Lord? I mean, does the Lord have anything to say about this? <laughs> yeah. He, but uh, but uh, they don't care about the Lord, because I don't even think they know him, most of these people. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that knowing God, and then when, you, when you're really born again, the Holy Spirit convicts you. So we know when we're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. And if we don't know it, then we're in trouble. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You know, you're you're in big trouble then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Amen. Yeah, we we uh, always look towards what makes the ear itch better, and then they package it up and sell it. You know. Yeah. That, I think they should be selling itching ear um, powder. You know. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But the Bible says that they will uh, be drawn to these people. Yeah. And uh of course they are. There was uh there's a lady named uh Dana Muldoon who calls herself a prophetess. Well, I think she's on the Word Network, but yeah. she claims that you can send in for a stone and it's a little stone and then she calls it the stone of David. That yeah. David slew the giant with a little stone. And you can send in for this stone and receive the... It's anointed of God, this stone. <laughs> and then you can you know, put it in your hand as a point of contact. And you, too, can slay the giant just like David. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. And, of course, it's a con because uh, you don't have... The reason they want you to send in for this stone is so that they can put your name on their mailing list. <laughs> Yeah, and it has nothing to do with you or caring about you or anything like that. You can pray for yourself. You don't need to send in for the anointed stone of David. Yeah. Now, why are these people on on 
so-called Christian television networks. Why are they allowing this? Why do they allow this? Mm. Wow. Because they pay for the airtime? Yeah. Well, one thing one thing about uh, is the people on TBN, they're only accountable to themselves. And I don't think the government really cares as long as they're not preaching the truth. And the people who are um, watching uh, these channels, they they want it. They they approve of what's going on because it makes their their life easier. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you notice that uh, you can look in any church today. I would say any, especially any uh, evangelical church or Pentecostal church, and uh, most of the people are broke. Most of the people are up in in debt up to their eyeballs. Yeah. And uh, the only one that's prospering usually is the pastor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because he's collecting 10%. Well, if I was collecting 10% of 100 people's income or 1,000 people's income, I'd be doing pretty good myself. Oh, yes, pretty much. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with God blessing the pastor or the people in leadership because if 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 they really practiced what they preached, then they wouldn't have to ask anybody for anything. Uh-huh. Uh, they they need to be an example of living by faith. Uh, if they expect you, if they're going to teach people in the congregation to use your faith by handing them money, then they need to learn how to use their own faith. Yeah. And uh, not have to ask people for money. Because I even yeah. heard a... I even heard Randy White say something like this a couple of weeks ago that, well, what do you expect? You expect, if I don't ask you for money, what do you expect, God, to do something supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does something supernatural, all right? <laughs> and that 10% in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? You better sit yourself down there. You better just sit down because what is wrong with you? <laughs> one word on one side of the mouth, he's telling the people to bring up their tithes and their offerings so God can bless them. But he doesn't believe God can bless him without him having to beg, borrow, and steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What I don't understand is how do they get themselves in the financial rack when they're getting 10% from everybody? It's like if you're getting 10% from everybody, why don't you just, instead of going out, trying to finance a house and then go out and, and do all and blow the rest of the money on you know on pleasures why don't you just buy yourself a house <laughs> because it's uh, it's called greed yeah and that's why the bible said it was very hard for a rich man to enter into and, the kingdom and, of heaven because his focus is in the wrong place sure your focus is in the wrong place what do you need god for when you have millions in the bank you don't you're not really depending on god to meet your needs yeah you're rich and need of nothing yeah right and so uh they um there was an article in uh i think one of the tampa newspapers when a few years ago when uh Randy and Paula White supposedly didn't have any money, and they they took in thirty six million dollars, and then they were uh, they were even more than that in debt after they took in all that money. So, uh, where does the money go? Well, the money went to buy a a uh, an apartment 
at the Trump Tower in Manhattan. It went to buy a over a million dollar mansion in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It went to buy a penthouse supposedly for Randy. He had a Bentley. Paula White bought T.D. Jakes a Bentley. They were spending like you know they were drunk. Wow, look at all this money and power we have. And then they have nothing. Yeah. And then, but isn't that a good con game to run on people is to spend all your money and then you just go and you set up a church and then you get people to pay your debts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and then and then they have no peace. There's no peace there, but do they acknowledge they don't have any peace? I mean, when no, you No, I mean, I think to a point they acknowledge it, but when you when you think about the things that have happened, say in the past year or so, Creflo Dollar gets arrested for abusing his daughter, Randy White gets arrested for drunk driving, uh Richard Roberts gets arrested for drunk driving. Uh so so you see that these people apparently don't have any peace in their life. They uh there's something wrong that they have to go out and get drunk and use drugs uh because they don't have any peace. They have to there has to be they have to know deep down inside that what they're doing is wrong, that they're taking advantage of people for their own gain. Yeah, but what, what do they have to wait for? Do they have to to come back to the Lord? I mean, do they have to wait for them themselves to be burning in hell, which is too late to come back to the Lord? Well, I, I would probably say some, most of these people aren't really born again. I can't yeah. see. I can't say that. It's hard for me to believe that they can continue. Uh, with the seed faith scams and the tithing scams and the rest of it without having, without being born again. If you're born again, you know that uh, you don't have to manipulate people yeah. to get your needs met or to have a ministry. Yeah. So anybody can have a ministry, especially on the Internet. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't need much. You Okay, you have to pay, get a computer and you have to pay for the uh, the connection to get yeah. online. Yeah. So anybody can have a ministry. You can yeah. set up a a blog or whatever. Yeah. And start ministering to people. So how much money does that take? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. How many thousands of people are both of us reaching every month? Thousands. Yeah. And it's not costing me a million dollars. Uh uh-uh. uh. So there's something rotten. Well, it, it's like a con game. I mean, it's 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 almost to a point of instead of going door to door, and you know, door to door selling this package, selling something door to door. These people have packaged the gospel, and they're selling it from country to you know, state to state, country to country, and they get millions off of it. Oh. You know, PBN so, itself is worth over billions. a billion dollars. Yes, yes, yeah. A billion. Yes, that's a lot of money. I don't, and, I don't think the mind can comprehend how much a no. billion is. <laughs> and and do they stop fundraising? No, no they no. need more money. And then they pay the old shows because you know how they want. Yeah, know. well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to keep playing reruns because they're not going to put any. They're not going to really put. Anybody on there who's 100% sold out. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to put those people on there. 
No. Uh, because do you think that for one minute they would ever put anybody on there, like uh, Russell Kelly, who has a Ph.D. in uh, he st- he did his Ph.D. on tithing, and yeah. says there's no place in the Bible that talks about tithing money. You think mm. they're going to put him on there? Mm-mm. You think they're going to put somebody on that says that seed faith is not in the Bible? Mm. They're not going to put anybody on there like that. So they're running out of people. They, you see, it's the same old people that they have on. Yeah. And that it's very rare that there's anybody new. But uh, they don't, uh, they've gone so far down with the heresy and the false doctrines and the these uh, scamathons that they call telethons that are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah they promise you the world. Just. Just send us some money, and uh, God Almighty, God himself, the creator of the universe, gets excited when he sees you giving giving an offering. Yeah, it's not not that he gets excited when he sees, you know, the angels get excited in heaven when they see somebody get saved. Yeah. It's it's God gets excited when you guys send money in. Yeah. (laughs) As if he doesn't own a thousand cattle on a thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, what is he going to do with it? <laughs> but, you know, they have to put some kind of religious connotation on it. You know, the Bible, God calls money filthy lucre. And yeah. so, like, uh, what is God Almighty himself going to do with your money? You're not giving any money to God. No. He doesn't need your money. Uh, the pastor needs your money. Somebody else needs your money, but... That's not God's means of exchange. His means of exchange is faith. Do you, do yeah. you really trust him and believe him to meet your needs? Yeah. That's a better way to live. Yeah, it's a better way to live. Yeah. And especially when you have peace. And then you have peace because you're not trying to bribe God by throwing him some throwing some money his way just yeah. to see if he's going to do something for you if you yeah. pay him. Yeah. Now that's a re- to me, it's... Re- now that I'm free from all that stuff, it's a totally ridiculous concept. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I think that there's any way that I could buy God's favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's almost like a work, a work salvation. Yeah, exactly. So. It brings in that whole uh, thing we were talking about a few minutes ago about how the Catholic Church has infiltrated into... Uh, into most of the churches, that whole doctrine of works. You do this, yeah. and I do that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're still trying to, even Jesus Christ paid it all, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have to buy things from God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these these people are going to have to wake up and smell the coffee pretty soon. One of these days, you know, uh, Bible prophecy is going to come to be fulfilled. And, um, you know, they're going to have to wake up and smell the coffee the wrong way uh, because uh, they're going to end up being judged along with the wicked unless they repent. And we, we do sure, hope. And we hope that they repent. Yeah, we do hope that they repent. Yeah. Have we you had, Have you been having any response from them lately? I know they took your YouTube channel down a while back. Uh, are they still trying to... Um, Commune with you? <laughs> no, I haven't had any. Uh, I haven't had any incidents lately with yeah. uh, 
them. Uh, the machine. <laughs> you know, uh, I would be willing to talk to any of them. Uh, they're welcome. I, I find it interesting that they will never call in to my yeah. radio program. Of course, the phone number but is they there. Out, so <laughs> they might cut you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this that's the thing with Blog Talk Radio is they don't. It's much better than YouTube because YouTube they don't even. Uh, try to hear both sides. They just, yeah. whoever wants to have you taken down can basically yeah. do it. Do it, yeah, yeah, right? And you don't even, uh, you know, they want you to defend yourself, but you defend yourself at the risk of uh, a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. So it's hardly a way for resolution. Uh, they shouldn't allow people to take your channel down unless they have absolute proof that you've done anything, which I didn't. I didn't do anything. All I was doing was telling the truth. So these are the kind of Christians uh, that they are, is that they don't uh, call you or call into your program or send you an email or anything to try to say, well, uh, here's my point of view. Put me on. Let's talk about it. No, they hide behind attorneys. Yeah. And um, there's a guy on the Internet that has a website about Jimmy Swagger. He actually attended Swaggart's church in the 80s, I think. Yeah. And um, they don't like what he's saying on his website, so they have an attorney send send his uh, website provider, the person that puts it up for him, they sent, him, sent them a threat that they were going to sue them for yeah. defamation. Uh-huh. Now it becomes defamation uh, when you uh, out these people and the uh, the things that they're doing against the body of Christ. And that's how it's going to be, I, I would say, probably. Who knows how much longer we're really going to have to do the things yeah. we're doing. I know, because um, I, I kind of get the feeling that small, like I listen to Alex Jones and, and Hagman and Hagman, and I'm starting to start to feel that they're coming against, uh, you know, the message of the cross. Um, they're coming against Christians. They're coming against patriots. Anything that gets in their way, uh, and and I'm starting to see that um, there. Some 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 time ago, I don't know when it is. Maybe it's when those Jewish priests, those those uh, those uh, uh, Jesuit priests, went across a, a witches, went across America and and did a prayer or what. I mean, I mean it seems like things got really turned on towards the end of last year. Uh, this wickedness is starting to really creep in. Um, and hatred for Christianity is really starting to show its face. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, the next step is to start burning down the churches again, uh, like they, we used to do back in 2008, I think it was. Yeah, there was quite a few of, of, of those church burnings. But yeah. I, I do think that there will eventually be a very huge increase in persecution. I mean, we just see, it's not, it's not. I mean, I can't call it real persecution yet, but the fact yeah. that these people that, that will join the Antichrist and they'll be a part of the One World Church, uh-huh. they will definitely try to shut down anybody that has a voice yeah. uh, that says anything against them. There yeah. will be more of uh, these filing of lawsuits, like uh, TBN files a six or seven lawsuits against their granddaughter, Paul yeah. Van Crouch, because she uh, 
is trying to expose the corruption there at the ministry. Yeah. And uh, so they they have money for all these attorneys. So they filed six or seven lawsuits against her. And uh, last week, uh, a judge or a couple weeks ago said that they have to stop doing that because it's vexation. And, I, and I'm glad he did that because he saw what they were doing. They're just trying to stop her in any way. Uh, but... It's a, at this point now. It, it's the judgment of God, so there's nothing they can do to stop it because oh, no, it's a it's a filthy mess over there. Yeah, and well, uh, God's going to judge it eventually. If you don't repent, and the Bible says that if you don't repent in secret, then God's going to expose you openly. Oh yes, yes indeed, yes indeed. As a matter of fact, um, uh. Everything that was in the dark will come to light. Yeah. Yeah. And we we seem to be uh, heading for a uh, climax in the Middle East uh, very soon. The first thing on the list is, uh, technically, I have no idea. (laughs) But uh, the first thing that the Bible says is probably on the list is probably Psalms 83, War. And um, uh, Isaiah 17, when Damascus is taken out, and it's from that war and from them, them two pieces of scripture. I have no idea the distance between those and Ezekiel 38 and 39. But if I was to be a betting man, I would say that uh, 2012. Uh, now that I've looked at it more, uh, only a few people believe it's the end of the world. Most of the New Agers believe that we're heading to the age of Aquarius, <laughs> from the age of Pisces. And, it, and these are the reasons why these things are happening now, is that they're trying to make a transformation into their new world order. And it seems like even the Islamic um, uh, uh, nation and their leaders are talking about the Mahdi, the return of the Mahdi, and he should he should lead a new world order. Um and his uh, his chief objective is to control a uh, Islamic caliphate, um, which um, hey, it looks like something's about to get boiling in the Middle East. And if this is not the year, I'd be really surprised. I'm not trying to make any predictions or any set the uh, you know day and hour, but uh, I mean, wow. I've never seen, and I've never seen when when, when uh, many of the prognosticators or economic, the ones that you should listen to, the e- economists, like, you know, Ger- uh, even the forecasters like Gerald Salente and, you know, Max Kaiser and all these guys are saying that the markets are going to collapse between now and, and April. Uh, oh, they won't collapse uh, during a presidential election. Yeah. But well, that's not what they're saying. They're saying it's going to fall off the off the charts, and 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 I, I and I really think that uh, that the globalists eventually will not. Uh, they're not going to give heed to any American president. Matter of fact, they're trying to move America off the scene. Oh yeah, but the uh, Bible talks about the seven year the seven year tribulation period, yeah. and there'll be three and a half years of terrible. Uh, economic crisis, but then uh, this man arises who uh, brings prosperity back. Yeah, yeah, well, he tries to. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, and so that's how they deceive people because that's all they. You could even see in this uh, election that's going on now. It's all about the economy. Yeah. And what people can get. Yeah. So. How would TBN play into a, a man rising to the scene um, and having you know the message? Well, they'll that, welcome him probably. That you can be God. Sure. Isn't that their message? Well, you can be gods, and then uh, you can be like us. All you have to do is give God some money. Look, you can be rich and powerful and have a TV ministry and a Rolex watch and yeah, let us a mega church. Look how successful. That's how people measure success is how big is the church building. Yeah, and then the Bible stated that we should not um, uh, look on the on the outside appearances. Yeah. And then, and then the Bible also stated that that by you know, people are gonna be looking towards what you have as godly gain. Yes, but the Bible says also to to withdraw yourself, to run away from these people that say that gain is godliness. Yeah, yeah. So I got this Rolodex watch and look what God just gave me this weekend, man. Um shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you hear Mike Murdoch, and he says, well, yeah. look, I got this car, and somebody gave me this very rare car. There's only 17 like them in the whole world. And then somebody brought me a Corvette. And, now, look, you can be just like me. That's just mean I'm closer to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look how God loves me. And you know why he loves me? Because I sowed that $1,000 seed. <laughs> and if you give me $1,000 and I get... A hundred thousand people to give me a thousand thousand dollars. Wow! Look how much money that is. And then yeah. you can be just like me, and yeah. God will bless you just like He's blessed me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so he sent, he sold he sold that thousand dollar seed, but he didn't tell you it was your seed that he sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's selling all them seeds that uh, you're you're sending in on your credit card. That you can't even afford to send in. And you know what? You're going to be broke next time. You'll still be broke. Uh, Go to to any church in this country and ask people to raise their hand. Ask how many people in this congregation are totally out of debt from all the years of tithing and all the years of seed sowing. Uh, I guarantee you there probably would be 99% of the people that would raise their hand if they had the courage to do it, to say we are all in debt. (laughs) <laughs> giving, wow. seed sowing, and giving out of selfishness just because we wanted something never paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with all of that, with all of that, um, do when they, what do we tell people? How do we tell people to get to heaven besides from from your from what you know about the scripture? How do we tell people how to get to heaven? from what they already heard and what they pastor probably already told them in the past from especially from the faith movement, what do you say to somebody if you give them an altar call, um and and they have been trapped in these uh churches who preach prosperity. What do you say to them? I would about, say to you know, to get first of all, get out. Don't yeah. stay in these churches. Just get yourself out of there. And get yourself into the Word of God. I and mean, that's the best thing that could happen to anybody. That's, that's what happened to me is uh, I got myself out of there. I stayed home, and all I did was read God's Word and try to find out for myself what God was saying about prosperity. Yeah. And uh, 
I was that's what the Bible talks about is the washing of the water of the word. So the word of God will wash out your your mind uh-huh. from all those false doctrines. It's the best thing to do. And yeah. I took only one translation of the Bible. I set aside all the other translations and I took just the King James that's the one I like, and I just used one translation, uh-huh. and that really helped me uh, to stay focused instead of yeah. looking at five or six different translations and then trying to make, oh, look, it says, look, it says this here, and it says this here, yeah. and trying to change it. So for yeah. that, that really, really helped me. But uh-huh. we know that Jesus said you have to be born again. Amen. And it's not enough just to believe, oh, I believe in Jesus. Well, the Bible says the devils believe too, so Yes. Amen. Like you have to be born again. You have to repent of your sins. Amen. And tell God you're sorry for your sins and to mean it. And then to ask Jesus to come into your life and to be your Lord and Savior. And he will do it. And the the plan of salvation is simple. It's not difficult. Yes. And uh I know for myself that's all I did was uh, I didn't know if Jesus was real or if he was really the Son of God or any of that when I asked him into my life. He proved it to yeah. me after, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I ha- I did the initial asking for asking him to come into my life. I told him I was sorry for my sins. And uh, I, a- I asked him, if you truly are who you say you are, then come into my life. And yeah. when he did, and then he, my life totally changed overnight. Amen. Like the Bible says, old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. Yes. And you have a whole new way of thinking. You don't want to do the things that you did before. Yeah. You're a, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So Amen. It's a real experience to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again once of your mother, and then uh, you have to be born again of the Spirit of God. It's not yeah. baptism that saves you or infant baptism that saves you. You have to make that decision for yourself, not what your mother's church was or your father's church. Yeah. Everybody is going to have to answer to God one day because mm-hmm. it's, it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. So there is a God and there is a Jesus. Yeah. And uh, he's real. He's not a statue or a... Uh, some nice prophet that lived years ago. He's alive. He ascended into heaven in a body, and he lives, and he reigns. And uh, heaven is a real city. It's a real place. Yeah. We're going to go there one day. The The earth is not heaven, and the earth is not hell. There's yeah. a heaven, and there is a hell. Amen. Yeah. And everybody, everybody in this country especially has had a chance, an opportunity to hear the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe four or five times. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can have a Bible. Yeah. So nobody can blame uh, TBN or any of these false teachers out there uh, for uh, backsliding or, or losing their salvation because it's your responsibility. As long as you have a sound mind, it's your responsibility to get your Bible out and to read it and to know what it says. You can't depend on just going to church for one hour on Sunday and then watching uh, so-called Christian television to keep you grounded. (laughs) (laughs) It won't. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it won't. No, it won't. But 
I just I thank God so much that you know He brought me out of all that, and I have the freedom. I don't preach for offerings. I don't care if uh, they send me an offering or if they send me an invitation to come preach at their church or whatever. I don't do that anymore. I don't care because I I like my freedom. I like yeah. being able to uh, tell people the truth, and I don't put a price tag on it. Yeah. And uh, God knows what we need. And he's perfectly Amen. able to meet our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ yes. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give everybody your information on where they can uh, uh, come and listen to your radio program and, and check out your uh, website. Well, if they'd like to uh, listen to my Blog Talk Radio program, it's called Prophetic News, and it's on Blog Talk Radio. And all the programs are archived. We've been on for three years now. And uh, it's our, we are live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, this week <clears throat> I'm going to have Steve Lumley on from Apostasy Watch, and we'll be talking about the false teachings of uh, David Barton, who talks about the uh, so-called Christian founding of America and how we're God's one of God's favorite nations. But... Uh, and also there's the website propheticnews.com, and there's a YouTube channel, Prophetic News TV. So they okay. can go to uh, any of those and uh, listen to the programs okay. and read the information. Amen. Okay. That sounds good. Well, thank you for coming on, Susan. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and uh, you... Uh, yeah, how's your weather down there in Florida? It's nice, thank God. I, I think that it was a little scary last week. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine it was very frightening for the people that had come in for the uh, convention. Yeah. But here they are coming for a convention, and they're coming and have a good time, and they have to worry about a hurricane. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it was a little frightening, and it, and it actually did get quite a, quite windy here for a few hours. But it passed over. Uh, I do live near Tampa, but it did pass over us, and I, I thank God. I mean, it yeah. wasn't too pleasant for the people in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. But it's strange, isn't it, that after seven years, they still didn't shore up, shore up all the levees? Yeah, I know, right? They should have been did that. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, there there's a, one scripture um, that I wanted to leave the people with because I know you were talking about Bible prophecy today but Revelation uh, there's actually two scriptures Revelation 17 13 these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast well we see that eventually people will be of one mind and there will be a one world government and a one world church and then Revelation 17 17 says for God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. So these things are going to happen. You can't pray it away, and you can't try to take America back, and bring it back to God, and all these things, because you're wasting your time. You can only get people born again and preach the gospel. But trying to save the government, you know, that's not going to happen. Amen. Come on, Kingdom Now Ministry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, thank God bless, you. Bill. God bless. Okay, bye-bye.
All right. Uh, that was Susan Fuzio from Prophetic News. We're going to um, have her on. That was a blessing. Um, and we'd like to thank our guests that came on today. And um, we'd like to thank y'all for listening. God bless y'all, and, and check us out tomorrow. God bless.